you have made the serious mistake of tuning into Talkin' Tuscaloosa with Jimmy and Luke. On an almost weekly basis, Jimmy and Luke discuss the latest sports happening at the University of Alabama, and if you are especially unlucky, they might review a movie or tell you something that happened in their pathetic lives. Now, without further ado, to misinform you about Alabama football, here are the idiots, Jimmy and Luke. Hey everybody, I'm welcome in to Talking Tuscaloosa with with Jimmy Stein as always. And uh, I think Jimmy's going to be here, but I'm not 100%. He's not here yet. So we'll just have to deal, cross that bridge when we get to it. This is going to be a very quick Talking Tuscaloosa as um, I'm at work and Jimmy's at work and I'm headed out to the national championship game. And I don't know if Jimmy is or not, frankly. I'll find out in a minute, just like you will. Hopefully, he will accept this invitation uh, to join this podcast, which we have abruptly and probably pointlessly thrown together. I don't know if you follow. I, I know you do follow me on Twitter, and I'm not on there often, but when I get on there, I go in like Twitter uh, spurts. And um, somebody tweeted out a picture of Hunter Renfro and they said, Hunter Renfro's new cleats are lit. And it was like him wearing these old, old man, new balance shoes. And they're fantastic. I mean, it is fantastic. <laughs> but anyway, that is pretty funny. That, that is funny. That was yeah, I did a, a Hunter Renfro. I did a Hunter Renfro as old joke and got like 800 likes this week. That Slate Bolden joke. Yeah, people love people love Hunter Renfro as old joke. And you know what's funny? He's so not old. I mean, Hunter Renfro is probably like 21, right? How would you how would you feel if you were twenty one and people already thought you were way too old? Like what when you're sixty and the, what the hell are you gonna you know, be? Me and you did Ashawn Robinson as old jokes for Ashawn's entire three years on campus. And they were all funny. They, they were, were very great. popular. They were popular with the listeners. We batted a thousand with those. And now they were we're all doing Hunter Renfro as old jokes. But the funny thing about Hunter Renfro is old. Hunter Winfro looks his age or younger. He he looks nineteen. You know what I mean? It's 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 oh, yeah. he's old because he's been playing there for 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 four full years. We've played him four years in a row, and uh, so, so and 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 he's been a significant player in every game. So we all know the reasons that we do. But to me, it's just kind of funny. Ashawn literally looked like a forty-five-year-old man when he was playing football at Alabama. Hunter just looks like any other frat kid. No, that's very uh, true. People that, in other words, people seeing Hunter Renfro and then reading the jokes would have, they would not understand the correlation at all. They, they, they're just not getting those. They're like, what the hell are they talking about? That kid looks like he's 20 years old, if that. Yeah, if you did not follow college football, you would yeah. think the rest of the world has lost their damn, the, the rest of the world has gone straight bird box. Yeah, Louis C.K. would have gotten less laughs. But and, and no universal understanding, but he'd been so much better off if instead of making fun of the victims of school shootings, if he just if he had told a Hunter Renfro as old joke, no one in that New York comedy club would have understood anything he just said. Yet it would have been more well received and actually funnier. I got to say, I did not even hear what he said about those victims. But when I heard it, I thought, OK, that's a very Louis C.K. thing to do to double down you've already offended a lot of people and pissed the world off <laughs> at, at a time when the me too movement is at its height. And now you're going to double down by making fun of school shooting see, victims. That sounds kind of like what he'd do. I have strong feelings about that, that news item because I'm a big, 
comedy fan. I'm a big stand-up comedian fan. I'm a big Louis C.K. fan. I mean, Agreed. I think he is hilarious, and I think he's great. And I think we need to be careful in this society big time. I don't want to use the term politically correct because I, I hate that term so much because it's turned into something that it's that it wasn't intended to be. But so I don't like that term. I don't think comedians as a general rule should ever be censored. I, they're comedians. They are intentionally saying funny things. Sometimes funny things are hurtful uh, to some people. But, hey, the way I look at it is I go there to laugh. And if he wants to make fun of short, white old looking lawyers and, and, and make fun of my Twitter account and make fun of me. As long as everybody in the room is laughing and, and it's not mean spirited, I'm fine with it. Fine. Make fun of me. I think it's okay to make fun of people or groups if it's done in the name of pure comedy. So I don't think comedians should ever be censored, but as with everything, there's a, but to that, there's a, but to that. And <laughs> The victims of school shootings, Louis, yeah. Louis. Yeah. Louis. Well, but I, in his defense now, and I, this is a horrible defense. Nobody else was going to tackle it. I mean, he went to an untapped market. He went to an untapped market. I mean, he it, didn't steal that joke. No, he didn't. Now, and here's another thing. Speaking of politically correct, gone awry, and then we'll get quickly to our predictions for this week. Oh, but, yeah. um, that thing. but, um, so I, I did a Metro magazine this month and I, and I, and I was happy about it because I had, I thought I had some good points about how it's okay to have subjectivity in the playoff selection committee. Like I'm okay with it. Like I don't want it to be like the NFL where there is no opinion. It is you either won your conference or you came in second, you know, had the second best record or whatever. And, and then that's just that, that's the way it is. I, I like subjectivity. We have subjectivity all over throughout sports, and I said, one of the things I said was, we have subjectivity in the Heisman voting. We have subjectivity when you have pass interference calls. We have subjectivity in the at-large bursts of the NCAA tournament. We have subjectivity in the blocks versus charges calls in basketball. But unfortunately, I didn't pick this up. Neither did my editor and nor my spell check picked it up because it wasn't wrong. But the article comes out today and I notice it says instead of blocks versus charge calls, it says blacks versus charge calls, which I immediately <laughs> thought, oh, my God, somebody is going to take this and ruin my life. And I didn't mean anything at all bad at all. <laughs> it was a typo. I don't see how you could interpret I don't see how you could interpret it incorrectly, typo, but I immediately but thought it's a bad, horrible, horrific, terrible typo that's not really all that bad, but it is that bad because this is the time we live in. And, and I'm, I've just sent my editor and said, oh shit, can you please change this on the website at least? I'm dead in print media, but at least on the website, I'm not a horrific Nazi right now. If you can change this, please. <laughs> Did you see the uh, curb your enthusiasm when Larry David wrote the obituary for Cheryl's great aunt who died and he wrote the obituary and said beloved aunt, but in the obituary, yeah. there was a misprint and there was a C in place of the A. <laughs> <laughs> and well, Cheryl's, Cheryl's family was unamused to say the least. <laughs> well, I just remember that episode and laugh for like 10 minutes straight because Larry David is so yeah, so funny. Yeah. It wasn't even well, it's like fault, when, but. No, but it's like when he took when they decided they were going to take in the family from Katrina, and they said, you know, 
we, you're going to welcome in the black family. And they just assumed it was a family with the last name black. black. <laughs> and instead it was an actual African-American family. And it just caught him off guard. He didn't care. It <laughs> caught him off guard. And you could tell how much it caught him off guard, which made the whole thing funny. But anyway, um, the game, we're playing the national championship this week. How about that? Is that Monday? I feel kind of like Levi Stadium. Is that Monday? Because <laughs> have you seen that? I saw your uh, text to me this morning about that. Uh, that was very, very funny. Uh, yeah, it's almost like, I mean, the whole, it's almost like, oh man, this is going to kick off around. I didn't even know it was coming. But don't you feel like the national media, like the, the semifinals are over and the national media is like, what's next? And they just now figured out the game is in North California. Like they discovered that this week. Like, oh my gosh, the game is in Santa Clara. Look what's happening. No one's going to the game. They could have wrote this. These, those articles could have been written in September. In September, they should have said, uh, guys, if there are two Southern teams in that game in Santa Clara, there could be a real attendance problem, especially if it's Alabama and Clemson because their fans have gone to all these playoff games and they're all broke. Um, this is no kidding, Jimmy. And this, two things. If they had said this game were in Alaska, I think it would be more well-received because at least people would be like, okay, well, I get to go to Alaska too. I mean, when you say I get to go to San Jose or I get to go to San Francisco right now where they're and – and I've been to San Francisco. It's nice. It's fine. I enjoy it. But there are literally needles all in the street. People actually – it's legal to do whatever you want to in the streets practically. And I, I'm not trying to offend anybody from San Francisco. I'm just saying that they have some issues socially and governmentally. And um, so it's it's a problem. But Or you get to go to lovely San Jose, which I've been to San Jose. I do like San Jose. If you tell me, though, that it, where would I rank San Jose versus uh, Phoenix versus uh, Tampa versus Dallas versus, versus uh, Atlanta, I'm putting San Jose. Somebody could host a national championship, and I'm putting San Jose last. I don't mean that as a shot at San Jose. It's better than Kelleton. I love Kelleton too, but I don't want to watch the national championship there. I'm just saying it's, you know, look, it's it's just a bad idea all the way around. And they, we finally reached the point where selling your soul for money can affect you, and that's what happened with football. But again, if you had done this in Alaska, I think everybody'd be like, okay, cool, I can I can sort of. For Alaska's on a bucket list, and I can also see my team play. But if you do it in San Jose, you're kind of like, right. well, I mean, aren't I kind of going to see this again next year too? Because Trevor's in too. That's right. That's right. Next year will be uh, Trevor and Tua uh, two, and it will be Alabama versus Clemson five, most likely. I mean, that will be the the main prediction oh. going into next season. I mean, in terms of like, and it'll be in New Orleans. Outcome. Oh yeah, and, and and there's the irony. People say they're sick of Alabama Clemson now, and that's why no one's going to the games. They play this game in New Orleans next year, and it's the fifth Alabama Clemson game. You won't be able to get a ticket into the place because every Agreed. New Orleans, New Orleans is cheaper and closer and easier. It's just that. Jimmy, that I just are you going to the game? I'm not going to the game, and it's the very first national championship game. I mean, I'm, I'm the perfect answer to the question. I mean, I have purchased a ticket and have been to every single national championship game. As everybody knows, I couldn't go last year. That's why I say purchased a ticket. Got snowed in, iced in last year and couldn't go because of a weather problem. But this is the first time I have not uh, attempted to go to the national championship game. And there were exigent circumstances. There were. 
uh, because of a couple of family trips. But, but in the end, uh, because the game was in San Francisco, uh, the wife and I basically made a decision. Do we want to go to Miami or do we want to go to San Francisco? Because we're not going to do both. Uh, we chose Miami uh, for a couple of reasons. But uh, so I'm not going to the game either. It's the first time ever. And um, it's not necessarily expense. It's not necessarily location. Uh, but it is those two things and about five other factors, not including playing Clemson again. I could care less about that. I'm glad these, these are the two best teams. But we just did a lot of family travel. We went to New, New York, Chattanooga, Shreveport, and Miami in four weeks. <laughs> So we're That's not awesome. gonna, yeah, we're not gonna add California to make it five trips in five weeks. So we're just sort of tired. We're old, or I'm old. Let, She's still young. Let me. Your New Balance shoes are getting worn out. Um, <laughs> uh, I was laughing because you said you're the perfect answer to the question. Thinking Why is the question what is short and round and white all over? <laughs> 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 See, I'll laugh at myself, Louis C.K. You can make fun of me, Louis C.K., all you want, Louis C.K., but don't make fun of those Parkland kids. Yeah, that is that was a bad move, Louis. What he um, said was, uh, what he said was, it, it. There's a modicum of humor in it. There's a little bit. He's like, why should we? You, you said you didn't hear the joke. He's no, like, I didn't. He's like, why are we listening to these kids? They're testifying in front of Congress. Should, they're they're so. Shouldn't they be somewhere having fun? Being kids, instead they're in suits testifying for Congress now, saying stuff that I got to hear. I have to hear their opinion on everything now. What did they do to gain this attention? All they did was push a fat kid in front of the way of the bullets. <laughs> oh, God. oh God! So there's, no. yeah, there's a modicum of humor. I, I mean, I, you know, the crowd that was in the audience somewhat laughed at the joke. I heard the audio, but like, Louis. Oh, Louis. No, yeah, you can't can't really laugh at that either. I mean, not especially, with a straight face. Especially in the comeback tour. Hey, welcome back, Louis C.K. Yeah. from three years of banishment for being an asshole. <laughs> now he's back for being yeah. an asshole. Tell us the funny jokes that you've invented. <laughs> in the three years you've been away, you must have a lot of witty observations. Yeah, those but no, it's not even, are a bunch of assholes. Yeah, it's not. But it's first of all, it's not. Uh, it wasn't three years. It was three months, right, that he was away it wasn't that long i said three it wasn't years, three years. I, I doubt it's three years i'm just saying it's been away for a good while and it wasn't three months i mean I, I i think it's been a while i'd say at least a year but i don't know I, speaking of louis ck uh yesterday i was talking to uh my brother we were talking about um airplane flights and whatever and and um i remembered a joke louis ck said about how much power people have when they're taking a flight if you're just in a flight, on a flight, and you're just sitting anywhere in the aisle seat, exit seat, middle row, back, front, whatever, and if you just start saying down, go down, down, and you don't stop saying that, they will land the plane because they, they think you're crazy <laughs> and you're going to do something. <laughs> and that's pretty funny. That is, yeah. that is funny. You can, you can also see how uh, a guy that would tell that joke would tell jokes about the Parkland kids. <laughs> that is very true. Uh, all right. Let me tell you another story. Speaking of that ship ship. Um, so I very stupidly about a month ago, bought two tickets for $625 each. I just sold them on Ticketmaster for $300 total, $300 total. total. So I got, so, one lost, so 
I lost four seventy five a ticket. Nine fifty loss. Man, yeah, I don't loses, think I get to write that off. It's fine. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I'm a lawyer. You don't. Uh, <laughs> narrator, he doesn't. <laughs> even, but even even with these new Trump tax laws, Jimmy, are you sure? <laughs> that's a good. That's a good point. Uh, <clears throat> gosh, if we lose the game, I'm only going to bring it up again if we lose. How about this? When we do the when we do the podcast next week, and you and you're like, we're sad to report, as you all witnessed. Alabama did not win the national championship game. And then I'm going to say, and Luke lost $950 on his tickets. But if we win. Yeah, joke's on you, Jimmy. That means one less Dodge Charger payment I can make for one of our recruits. How about that? Good point. Good point. No, if we win, if we win, you like don't care. If you win, like, oh, yeah, I'll I'll lose $950 if we win the national championship. But if you lose, it's like, oh. Oh, if I win, it's bed hair, don't care. You're absolutely right. Uh, Okay. I hate to do $950 this. $950. It like to be a single beer at that stadium. The beers in Miami, by the way, were $13. And how many did I buy? Probably a hundred. Well, okay. So let me tell you my story. So I have an incredibly, sometimes I have a very fortuitous life. I, I have a, I have a, I'm married to a woman who is a good friend of another woman who owns a private plane and we are is about to be married to him. And we're getting to fly with them to Vegas and then fly to San Jose or wherever the hell it is it's from there. It's not her celebrity friend, is it? You don't no, have to say a name. No, it's not. Okay, gotcha. No. All right. So so we then so we're gonna do all that shit, right? Mm-hmm. But what it means is it's I mean, it's a jet. I mean, and it's, it's a nice jet. I've been on it, it's, it's kick ass. It's awesome. You don't want to be on a shitty one. No, you don't want to be in a shitty one, a prop plane. <laughs> you but, do not want to uh, be on a shitty jet. I, if my pilot is named Orville or Wilbur, I'm getting off. <laughs> ask him if he knew Hunter Renfro when. Ask him if he knew Hunter Renfro when they were in middle school. Hunter Renfro has to take a uh, a covered wagon out to the first Rose Bowl. Um, but anyway, he was the first so, passenger on a commercial flight to San Jose. <laughs> we're coming back. We're coming back um, uh, right after the game, which means. Mm-hmm. There's not really a, I mean, I guess there's a bathroom, but it's not like a bathroom bathroom. So you better not drink too much. I hope right? you're talking I mean, to the pilot. I hope you're talking also, to the pilot. That oh, I hope you're talking to the pilot. Yeah, I would talk to him all the way home because I would worry about some sleepy issues. No, Is he's, it, uh, yeah. Okay. No, we're going to geek him. We're going to put so much meth in him. He's going to be wide <laughs> open. <laughs> you see, that's you always thinking ahead. Very smart. Very smart. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, I've already put all kinds of cocaine in his stevia packets and everything. He's, he's going to be fine. You're golden. Uh, okay, so give me uh, give me your prediction. Yeah, I'm pretty specific about this. Uh, I, I think Alabama wins the game 35 to 28 in a game that the score is obviously very similar to Alabama Georgia. I think the game will be similar to Alabama Georgia, except for without a wild comeback because two is hurt, sort of thing. I think. Just in terms of the yardage for both teams, the stats, uh, you know, because because Clemson, I, I I feel is a very similar team to Georgia. They're just a little better on defense than Georgia, and I think Alabama is going to play better on offense than they did against Georgia because Tua will be healthy and we'll get four quarters of him. Uh, so I, I see Alabama scoring about the same as they did against Georgia and Clemson scoring about the same as Georgia did. Uh, Clemson's very good. I, I'll tell you a few things that have sort of 
been on my soapbox as a fan base, as a fan base, we have totally under talked about how good Trevor Lawrence is. Uh, and maybe it's because in the last two games, we've played Kyler Murray and Jake Fromm, who are just stupendous and, and Trevor's new and he's a freshman. But let me tell you, uh, 10 years from now, Trevor Lawrence is going to be maybe the best quarterback in the NFL. And people will wonder why we made a big deal over from and Kyler and not Trevor Lawrence, because Trevor's still going to be playing, making millions and millions and millions of dollars a decade from now. Uh, Trevor's very good. Uh, Eddie N is very good. The, the Clemson is the most complete team we've played all year, similarly to Georgia, but a little more experienced. And and I'll be honest and say, I mean, this won't be popular to say it. I, was, I, I would be surprised if we lost just simply because Clemson is so freaking good. It has nothing to do with Christian Miller being hurt or maybe our defense isn't what it was or maybe our kicking games might be good enough to win a close game. Nothing to do with that. I'm just saying Clemson's good. I just made a, a point on one of the big boards about Nadal versus Federer. That's what this is. This is this is we're Federer. We're the greatest of all time. We're Federer. Clemson's and Nadal. When Federer loses to Nadal, it's not because he effed it up. It's not even because he played bad. It's not because he was hurt or he had shitty coaching. Sometimes Federer loses to Nadal because Nadal's pretty damn good. Federer Nadal doesn't need a lot of help to win game to win matches. So this is Federer versus Nadal. It is not Alabama versus Vanderbilt. We got to turn it over six times for the game to be close. We might play straight up and they might win. And if we played Clemson 10 times, they're going to win some of those times. So I'm just saying, I think think Alabama is going to win the game. I think Alabama is the better team and the better team is going to win the game. I'm expecting it to be close. Will I be shocked if Alabama wins by 20? No, no, I won't be shocked. I'll be shocked if Clemson wins by 20 because Nick Saban's never done that at Alabama. Uh, but uh, I think Alabama wins a close game 35-28 to his MVP with a, a, a performance somewhat similar to what we saw in Miami against Oklahoma. What do you think? All right, I'm going to be much more brief and say 45-14 to 14 Alabama. This oh, is no. a route. Oh, no. This is, this is Alabama chasing history to go 15-0. and 0 to, And we've never had two 14-0 teams playing together. Um, this will be tight in the first quarter. And then in the second quarter, Alabama takes over and a third early third quarter turnover from Clemson makes it where it's unreachable. And from that point forward, we just coast into a national championship and to college football history. How about that? Are you making that prediction? Cause you spent so much money on these tickets. Yes, kind of. <laughs> I mean, that is. After my little, we're not taking Trevor Lawrence seriously enough. Now you have us beating them worse than we beat Missouri. Look, I, I'm not. I'm not going away saying for nine hundred fifty dollars. I'm going out there to watch a close game. You can kiss my ass, Jimmy Stein. Hey, I think this summer I said. I think earlier this summer when we did <laughs> summer predictions. I know I said this online, and I, I saw a minute, and I can't remember what I said on the podcast because my mind – it's not that I'm two-faced. It's just that my mind changes every 15 minutes. Uh, but I said this summer that Alabama would go 14-0. and There would be talk that we're the greatest team of all time, and then we'd lose in the postseason to Clemson. Oh, my uh, God. That is. Shut you and, well, here's the reason that I said it, and 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 this is why I think that's going to prove ultimately wrong. I said it because how can anybody play in the SEC West and play an SEC schedule and then play 
a Georgia in Atlanta in a really good team in the semifinals and then beat Clemson in the final and finish 15 and 0. I said, no one has ever been good enough to do that in the history of college football. So my, I'm not going to bet that history is made. I think Alabama is going to come close, but, but, but lose at the end for that reason. But where I was wrong and didn't think it through is, well, what if the opposition is also 14 and 0 is Clemson, about to be the first team to go 15-0, and maybe that's why I was short-sighted. I, I don't think Clemson's good enough to do that, so Alabama's more likely to accomplish that than Clemson. That's why my official prediction is Alabama does win this game uh, 35-28, and my summer prediction, while close, uh, was wrong. Imagine that, me being wrong. Imagine. Now, it's, it's pretty easy if you just <laughs> close your eyes and think about it really hard. Hey, when I think about um, all I've been, I, when I think about all the traveling we did in December, it's easy to imagine me with no possessions. That's for damn sure. <laughs> well, I will take pictures and send them to you of the much maligned turf from Levi Stadium. And send send me definitely pictures before the plane goes down. Could you send me pictures of the messed up pilot? Because that would be because to, to honor your memory and to laugh. That, every that week. would be. The, you know that you know my dad was in a plane crash, right? I mean, he didn't die, but he was in a plane crash. Have I ever told you that? You, I'm sitting here slack jawed. No, no, I did not know that. Well, he, he, the pilot did die in 1987. I was in ninth grade, and it was our company jet that we had at the time back for Robinson Foundry, and it crashed near St. Louis. <clears throat> and there were four people in the plane. The pilot died. He survived, but he was he was burned, but he's fine. I mean. But it's just one of those things. And then and everybody else on the plane, <laughs> say this, only, the, only the pilot died? Everybody else, only the pilot died, yeah. He was flying too low. And he, I think they, the plane ended up in a house. Um, but anyway. Pilot error? Um, pilot error? <clears throat> yeah, it was pilot error. What's, what's kind of funny, shortly, about three or four years later, excuse me, I had something in my throat. About three or four years later, we go to Las Vegas for the first time ever for me. And when we go, it's like a big crowd of us, like my, my family and another family and the kids and everything. And I was dating this girl at Alabama at the time, and she comes with us, and we all get into this new – I mean, it was like the new thing was this virtual reality. All that stuff was kind of coming out, and we get into this – it was like a big deal to get in this – this contraption where like you can carry 12 people and you all shoot these aliens and you're flying a spacecraft and we get in there and the one that shoots the most aliens gets to land the spacecraft. And it really does feel like you're in a spacecraft. And so we get in there and my girlfriend's the one that won the shooting the aliens thing. So she gets to land it and it feels like you really landed on a plane. Never landed a plane, then you're not going to be very good at it. Good. We, you know, hit all the aliens and the spaceships and the buildings, and the, you know, you crash landed, and you're feeling it feels real, and you, oh, we all get out, and we're all like high five, and oh my god, this is awesome. And my dad gets out, like you said, PTSD. I mean, he gets out, like, oh my god, you know, and it sort of ruined the trip for him. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I bet. So, Man, was that, that a is... PTSD moment for me? That was that was not funny. <laughs> that was so, so not funny. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. I, I think I, I just mean, I'm crying for your dad here. I mean, I'm literally I just, I just Louis C.K. this Well, you know what? What, <laughs> what another thing is, but dad was also in a really bad car wreck. Like I don't know, like four years after that. I mean, really, like he you know broke a several ribs, broke a bone in his arm, broke you know some other bad stuff. I mean, he's fine now, but um, 
anyway, so he I'm went to the Indian Spring. I'm not going with your dad anywhere. Now he, you know, he fell off a loading dock at Robinson Foundry, and, and he can't bend his arm all the way anymore. He can't straighten his arm all the way anymore. He can only do like a forty-five degree angle. That was like twenty years ago. But anyway, um, next week you uh, just got to tell the, your story about your dad and the raccoon again, just to to lighten the mood. Just lighten the mood. But dad got went to the uh, Indian Springs School class reunion, and, and I went to Indian Springs, and I, I feel the same way that. Everybody I went with, you know, was curing cancer or developing that, you know, the black hole thing over in Sweden or whatever the hell's happening. And, you know, here I am, in, you know, trying to pebble some fountains and doing a podcast. And um, so all these people, dad went to his class reunion and everybody was standing up talking about their accomplishments. And one guy got up and won the Nobel Prize and another guy got up and, you know, he, he uh, figured out a way to that, that nobody ever gets a cavity ever again. And another guy got up and figured out a way that every woman can orgasm before a man. I mean, you know, all these things that were just great. And uh, now we're and, just, now you're just in science fiction. Yeah, I am. Dad got up and said, well, this is Ricky Robinson. I was in a plane wreck. Married to the, and that way he sat down, you know, that was his accomplishments. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway anywho all right i gotta i gotta go right, but uh 42 th- i said 40 i said 35 28 and you say 42 14 no, i said 45 14 man don't jip me that field goal we're getting that damn field goal we're kicking the field goal instead of taking the knee i like it we're kick, we're kicking the field goal with one second left from the fifty. <laughs> <laughs> well we just tell it we'll just tell Dabo we're practicing for next year bull of us is you know what that that just had, a, just had a brilliant idea really quickly. That's what we ought to tell our field goal kickers from now on. They're like the guys that come between the first and second quarters. If they make the field goal, they get free tuition. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't make it, you're paying your way. But anyway, I was in another I, room last night in the uh, Under Armour game. I was in the next room when when the kicker when the kicker in the Under Armour game made a 59-yard field goal, and I was in the other oh, room, yeah. and I'm like, and I'm like – I'm not even walking in there, but there's no freaking way that was Will Reichard. That had to be. That's exactly. Jimmy, I, mean, I, I swear I, to God, the same I, thing I, happened I, to me. I was like, well, 59 yard field goal. There, that's not Reichard. We've already ruined that kid. No, you could have said it was a nine yard field goal. I wouldn't have believed it. <laughs> Kicked it from the end zone. Hey, next right. week, next Roll week, we celebrate the national championship and talk about recruiting. All right. Down with it.